This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Michi Amo Sam, and I feel like I'm 600 y tres anis. Okay. Salim <laughs> uh, is a homeschool pal. And we chat to social entrepreneur Kosi Kosi about the Round of Fire literacy app for children. Hello. Hello. You're How far you? away again this episode. I am. This damn load now is interfering with our sound again because I'm talking to you on my phone as opposed to my equipment. Oh, load shedding. Yeah, Thanks so the much, joys. guys. Yeah. I laugh because they were joking at once, but you were saying, have you noticed how um, the, the COVID pandemic has just miraculously made the load shedding issue go away in the beginning of lockdown like we weren't having we weren't having load shedding so often but it wasn't really cold then yet now that it's gotten cold the load shedding kicked in again it's cr- can i tell you how screwed i am at my house there's a shortage of gas and as you know we've got a gas geezer and a yes. gas stove and whatever so normally we sort it if if we do have load shedding and now we are fucked because in big trouble yeah so, I and mean, your house is cold. My goodness, your house oh, is cold. We are freezing, Charlene. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> like, we're suffering Fair big night. time. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, shit. We, so, we carry on. I think the, that we've all got a lot on our plates right now. Yeah. Still managing COVID, uh, lockdown, work stress, unemployment, rains free. So, things are looking up, hey? And listen, you need to you need to translate for me what you were saying here in the beginning because I, I don't know what that means. Sure, I didn't even double check if I had it right. I said "Michiamo Sam," and our Italian listeners will let me know if I'm saying it wrong. And then um, that means my name is Sam, and then I switch to English. I feel like I'm six hundred and tres anis, three years old. I. Uh, let me just tell you how this baby of mine is lying. Firstly, he is running 220 grams heavier than he should at this stage, mm-hmm. which is just swell. Feeling Now s- you, you can probably understand where your shortness of breath is coming from. Yeah. There's not much space. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I knew it. Like a lot of people have been like, you know, you always get bigger um, with your second pregnancy. You you do look bigger, but the baby's not necessarily bigger. And I'm just like, guys, this, this I can feel it. Baby. This is a this is a big kid. Like his legs are reaching my ribs like way sooner than Elijah's did. This is yeah. a this is a big guy. And um, my gynae confirmed it for me on Monday. She's just like, yeah, he's he's big. I'm 25 weeks now. He's 880 grams. He should be about 660. Wow, he's so close to a kilogram. That's so cool. Like, yeah. you, you're only entering, what, you're not in your third trimester yet? No, not yet. 25 weeks. Yeah, third trimester is from 29, cool. isn't it? Well, I'm saying it's cool because I'm not carrying this baby giant inside my uterus. <laughs> oh, and he's lying breech. 
but I think it's called Frank Breach, where their bum sits on your pubic bone, and then okay. their head, their head is up by their by your ribs, and so are their feet. Okay. So he's like squashed together. So he's also Yay. I'm also at that stage where he's running out of space to to move around, but he still has space to move around. But that means I can really feel it. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually really comfortable for you. It's, yeah, super, super comfortable. So um, the reason why I'm speaking in Italian, though, is because um, I signed Elijah up. He goes to a, a school that's run by an Italian woman, and there are quite a f- number of Italian kids in the school. And I don't know, just on a whim, Ray and I signed him up for Italian classes. We're like, ah. Eh. You know, knowing another language doesn't hurt. And, I mean, we're going to be talking about that a bit later today in this episode. Um, So we signed him up and only now has the Dante Alighieri kindly sent us some content to work through. Because, I mean, we've paid for the year's schooling. So um, I'm teaching him Italian. I'm doing the things. I'm being the, the homeschool mom I never wanted to be. But... Learning Italian <laughs> in the process. <laughs> and the rest, you have you have found your way there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, I mean, it's all the things. It's all happening, and that overwhelm hit me uh, in a big way, like physically this week. So I had to take a breather and just regroup. So I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but. I, I guess I'm feeling okay. I think I think we're all feeling this way. I think we all reach our dips mm. and where possible need to touch base with our therapists and just be like, oh, I was doing fine and now I'm not. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so God knows I was there this week. Guys, if I sound chirpy all the time, like I'm not. It's, you know, I've, I've got my moments. So I just wanted to, to voice that, that's... I suppose there's also a place and a time to like load the the sadness, the unhappiness, the heavy load. You know, it's not. And I I guess on this platform, as much as we are honest with our listeners and we always share our lives and our thoughts and our emotions, um, what we want to achieve, you know, especially what I always think of is we want to help those parents who listen to us just start to feel better about life and cope with. Like, not make them feel isolated or more sad than what they're already feeling sad. I guess what we're trying to say is we're trying to give them permission to feel bad when they feel bad, but also that, well, I'm allowed to feel happy even though things are going to shit, you know? Yeah. So I guess to sit here on this platform, you and I, to just bitch and moan and talk about feeling sad, no it's not gonna it's not gonna help to to do that and so I think we do that's why I've, I've chosen a bit of a different direction for for this episode so before we get to that tell me why you're a homeschool boss because I'm, oh. I'm feeling a little <laughs> bit jealous of that right now <laughs> look I'm giving myself uh, probably too much credit here but I feel like I mean two weeks ago when we spoke I said to you I've hit a void I'm just like meh I'm like, what? Excuse me. I'm like a zero. I just have a blank stare on my face. And I I kind of force myself to just take little tasks that I can do that I feel I can cope with and just 
do them. So we wake up every morning and I the first thing I do with the kids is we do their morning ring lessons that um, we received from school. And so I feel like it just sets our day off to a better start. And then once that's done, we can like stick it off the list and then they can do free play and whatever. And what I've noticed, well, that was the one thing. And the other thing I also complained about is their sleep routine and our entire routine that's gone for a bit of a ball of shit because I've been more lactic baby with it. Mm. Since I've been starting the day with lessons, and it's not a long lesson. I mean, it's they teaching their numerals, their letters, or their songs, their basic stuff. You do that, it takes like five to ten minutes, and then they have some breakfast, and then it's out of the way for the day, you know. Then we can have free play, and I find that it, it mentally stimulates and physically stimulates them enough so that they are more tired to touch the night time because they haven't just been like iPad or TV zombies. And then Jess also goes down for her nap more tiniously. Mm-hmm. And then that helps with getting bath and daytime to really um, hassle because I've become so lazy, like I will cook dinner whenever. And now I'm like, oh shit, it's dinner time. I've got to be on a schedule. John, we've really been getting into the tower products and activities there. The kids love it. It's really so useful. And it, it's, if you don't have any ideas what to do with them, you just call out an activity and they, they play for it, play with it for hours on end, you know. And then lastly, on top of all of that, Jess has been getting, even though routine and sleep, uh, going to bed on time has been better. It just took a week to get back into routine. She's starting to get her last four molars. So now she wakes oh, up a lot fun. again during the, during the night. So, you know, six of the one, half a fucking dozen of the other. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Look, I've, I've got to say on the Tower products, just a note to our listeners, like – um, so they were the sponsors of our last episode, but that is in no way like a placed ad. I approached Tower because I, this lockdown period, have been buying their, their shit wherever I can find it on Take A Lot. On, they've got a lot of deals on one day only that I just like, just take my fucking money. Mm, because this is helping me so much. <laughs> it wouldn't be an ad if I said take my fucking money. I should probably not say <laughs> no. it. Um, <laughs> but um, it's it's really not a not an ad placement. Like I am a hundred percent sold on on these products, which is why I approached them for sponsorship in the first place. I'm just like, I uh, whatever whoever comes on board we need as to get a sponsor other moms to get their hands on this product. Seriously, that's how I do. feel yeah. about it. I need to spread the message because now you've seen the the benefit you get what i'm talking about now that yeah. shit is like decent it's it keeps your kids busy and it gets them excited it's like a little gift you know for them exactly so, yeah, and f- i've even been looking at these products as um as birthday presents for all the kids that i have to, uh, have to buy for yeah it's really all the, i mean we have a lot of toddlers they make great gifts they are educational oh no i love them thank and you affordable. for telling me about it and affordable yeah. 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 So, um, guys, if you are listening and you're rolling your eyes, like we have paid money for these products as well. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> we're not, it's not freebies. We're using no. them because because we we they help us. Yeah, <laughs> and it's look, it's one small light um, in this very very dark fucking tunnel because things exactly. do get hairy and have been super hairy this year. Um. 
And I just, I, I feel like this episode is going to be another little light in that tunnel, or, or at least I hope so. Needless to say, um, as much as we like to laugh our troubles away often, like I say, things have been heavy, you know, um, and we've been, you and I have been really like, you're, uh, we the Debbie Downers of the podcasting world or what, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every every uh, episode is just like this heavy uh, discussion on how scared we are, how nervous we are, how stressed we are, how tired we are. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought I'd uh, slot in this round before we head into Women's Month next month. I thought I'd slot in a bit of a light-hearted episode to take our minds off our worries, right? Um, so Charlene... Would you like to play a little game with me? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. So in this week's fun episode, um, I thought we'd chat about some unpopular opinions, which could uh, get us in the dog box among many people. But I'm not here really to be controversial. I'm just here for you to be like, really, Sam? Really? Is this shit you think about? <laughs> so I've, I've got a friend, um, Amy, who lives in the UK. Hey, Amy. Um <laughs> And she makes me laugh quite often because she kind of uh, marches to the beat of her own drum. And while a lot of us um, in our friendship group like the same things and talk about, um, you know, the same shows that we watch and whatever, she's often just like, huh? I don't get it, guys. So we're all Harry Potter fundies and she's just like, no, she's never reading Harry Potter. Even her husband is like a... Star Wars, Harry Potter, like, enthusiast. And she just doesn't... She's never seen the appeal and she doesn't ever want to get into it. And God help her if she ever reads a Harry Potter book. She's just not going to do it. So that's <laughs> her unpopular opinion number one. Then when um, banana bread baking was a big thing um, in during lockdown now, she was just like, I, I hate banana bread. That's the dumbest thing to do with rotten bananas. It's gross. I'm just like, this chick is so weird. But uh, I mean, and then as well, she's like, she's not a fan of Taylor Swift. Where oh, if you know. My heart, my heart. <laughs> she my said heart. to me, please don't unfriend me, but I really think she's underrated. <laughs> so I'm just like, this is actually so, it's so funny how people's she opinions She thinks she's differed. overrated. She thinks she's overrated. Sorry, and, uh, overrated. Yeah, Taylor Swift okay. is over overrated. She's like, I don't, I don't get it. Can't erase it at all. Okay, cool. So I just really love uh, Amy's fresh take on on things that, and she doesn't know that they that she has an unpopular opinion until our jaws drop and we just like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> How are we even friends right now? I don't understand yes. it. So I thought that you and I could share some of our um, our unpopular opinions. Um, yeah. So I'll start 
I've said okay. this and I've said this one before and and that's also what made me think of it is I really hate picnics. <laughs> I still want to just laugh about you showing up with your fucking Nando's burger <laughs> and, some, and some wings or something for your kid at a picnic. You see, like, who made the rules for picnics, though, Charlene? Like, how am I supposed <laughs> to fucking know you must bring little sandwiches to share and like no i don't like what are the rules what makes picnics more comfortable for everybody i don't fucking get it it's maybe i need to read up on my picnicking i don't know (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's like camping where you have to be kitted out to enjoy it yeah you know i don't know i don't (laughs) and i was watching this buzzfeed like instagram post the other day of um I, th- I think it was like for for plus size girls ways to film to ways to take pretty pics for plus size girls, and it it was based and it was very enlightening. I was like, what? It's how you position your body and creating a rule. Photographers or models will know this. Creating a rule of triangles or something, you know, triangulating your shape and extending and elongating your limbs. Now, if you see me at a picnic, I look like a proper pudder, like I. <laughs> sit like a fucking bullfrog and then I'm like I'm interested in the food because you get there at a mealtime you're hungry so, so every photo that's been taken of me at a picnic is just awful I look awful I look like I'm 20 kilograms heavier and just feeding my face not a fan okay <laughs> that's unpopular opinion number one um <laughs> Oh, unpopular opinion number two is, let me just get this. It's a quote that everybody loves, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm the poor person who wrote it. Sorry for sorry, you. Sorry to sorry. the person who wrote this beautiful <laughs> thing. And everybody who everybody who shares this quote or um, or um, like writes it or, or whatever, is they like hearts melt at the thought. And I'm just like, okay, let me read it and then you'll understand. It's this quote, shame. It's by Kristen Proby. Sorry, Kristen, but <laughs> yeah. The quote goes, no one else will ever know the strength of my love for you. After all, you're the only one who knows the sound of my heart from the inside. It's <sighs> a nice enough quote. Fuck off, man. Elijah <laughs> knows what my heart sounds like from the inside. He he doesn't Don't give a fuck. Don't fucking remember. He doesn't. <laughs> I'd be like, Elijah, this bond between me and you, it's, <laughs> do you know how unique it is? Like, I know, I don't feel that way about my mom. I'm not, I'm not like, Google over my mom because I know what a fucking, so does my brother and sister for that matter. Like, yeah, you know, I'm suppose. not the only one. I'm not a special fucking snowflake, no. You know, I, I don't know. And you can't really remember. I mean, no. like, so. I think it's a dumb you quote. Also, it, I suppose it is a bit dumb because if it's, <laughs> If that's a, a, in the spirit of hashtag no judges, if that's the theory, listen to us being judgmental over here. If, that, if that's the theory, then you also had my amniotic fluid in your nostril and your nasal cavity, your throat, and you were fed via the umbilical cord. So, and your God, dad's so penis poking at the top of your head through the wall of the uterus. How special. <laughs> 
gosh. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> I just like, I'm, I guess I'm just not a sentimental person, so that really irritates me. I'm not going to have that sewn onto my pillow anytime soon. <laughs> oh, gosh. While we're on the mommy train and things, you know, parenting, I really hate it when people call me mommy like it's my first name. <laughs> what are you doing today, mommy? Yeah, and I'm going to offend a lot of people who call me mommy, you know, friends who like refer to me as mommy, but I'm, guys, please stop doing that now. Now you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a bit it's a bit rude or difficult to confront a person in the moment. You're like, please don't call me that. Please don't call me that. My, and you're like, did you forget my that. name? It's Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you're making yeah, this is a public service announcement, really. This is a public <laughs> announcement now. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> so okay. all the women, all the teachers at Elijah's school, I don't think they ever fucking knew at at his old school the first one that he went to, I don't think they ever knew my name, ever. <laughs> because they always called me, hello, mommy, hello, mommy, hello, mommy. And I'm just like, you know, like I'm a human being besides a mom. Please now. That's so weird. That never happened to me. Oh. That doesn't happen to me. And then my, a lot of my work colleagues as well, um, when I was still working, they suddenly forgot my name and replaced my name with mommy and I was just like how do I tell them I really hate this like I really hate um, it yeah that's so weird yeah it's yeah it's I'm not a fan so <laughs> moving on and uh, maybe some women like it if you like it please let us know that's you know or, or, or maybe it's not a you know maybe it's not an unpopular opinion maybe everybody feels this way yeah um Ray reminded me of this when I asked him what are some of my unpopular opinions. Something that really brings out the rage in me, like the yeah. rage, are adult cartoons, not like sexy ones, although I wouldn't watch those either. Like um, cartoons that are aimed for at adults, like The Simpsons or South oh. Park or BoJack Horseman or, yeah, I'm the not office guy or the other guy what's his name family guy yeah family guy yeah and like they have a sound to them so if ray tries and sneaks an episode in while i'm like showering whatever i i like know immediately because you can hear the how the tone of the tv changes yeah and i'm just like just watch something proper (laughs) watch a real (laughs) tv show cartoons are for kids (laughs) i it's it's not founded. It's not logical. It doesn't make sense because a lot of these are like it's satire, and I do understand cartoons aimed at adults. Like it's it's humor and it's making um, a lot of them make comments on society that's in you know cloaked in a funny way. Like a yeah, like I get that, but kind of talking addressing real issues, but like uh, making light of it a little bit to try and. Yeah, get a different angle on on yeah contentious issues. I don't, yeah. I don't appreciate it, and it's not welcome in my house. And like Ray, <laughs> there was a point that raised like the Kardashians aren't welcome in the house because it gets his back up in the same way. Uh-huh. Reality TV stuff. I'm just like fair enough, but they're no adult cartoons. It's not happening. So that's <laughs> some things that we do when we're not with each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see what else I've got here. Oh, okay. Do you know the Seven Sisters book series? 
I don't. All right. So unfortunately, I can pretend that I do and just smile and nod, but maybe our listeners know it. <laughs> Shame. Yeah, I'm sure there are some of our listeners that that do know the Seven Sister series. It's by an author named Lucinda Riley, who is probably very rich by now because it's it's taking the world by storm in the same way that the Fifty Shades series did and Twilight back in the day. Um, and it's a series of books about seven sisters and they've got like a unique story, you know, point where they're all adopted. Like I don't want to give away too much if you okay. want to read it. But if you guys listen and appreciate my opinion, just don't. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to what you're describing or comparing it to now, and I'm not a reader, so I've read all of those shit series as, as you describe those shit, but those 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 other ones. Well, the I've ones that the, the Fifty Shades and the the Twilight series, and the Twilight saga. I really thoroughly enjoyed them. Shalina, I'll, I'll take a Twilight <laughs> over a Lucinda Riley any day. Oh, is it any okay, day? Because I was going to say maybe I'll enjoy these then. No, the only. The only stuff I get to actually soldier through is this this nonsense then. <laughs> at least some listen, at least I'm like um sixty percent in to, to the first book. I abandoned it in March or February. <laughs> and at least in Fifty Shades or um Twilight, somebody gets laid. Yeah. Nothing yes. happens in the series. So for the spoiler alert, if you're looking for some action ladies you gonna get You're not going to get series. it in the Lucinda Riley books. They're they're so awful. I don't. Well, oh. okay. So I took the rant to my friends, and I've only read the one. So just bear that in mind for those that find me too judgmental on this one. But like, really, <laughs> really, nothing happens. The main character. I'm just like, can you just do something risque? She's like so safe, and I'm just like. I'm sorry, this is a book. It's like escapism. You must do something that's like against the grain. You know, like, what are you yeah, doing? Like, this is why so am boring. I reading this? Yeah, yeah. The, like, a story needs tension in order to go forward, in order to move forward. And this is just a story with no tension. You know? Okay. So, you're, yeah, expecting, you're expecting something to happen. And then she takes the safe route. And I'm just like, I take the safe route in my regular daily life. I don't need to read no, about it now. I don't need this from a book. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I <laughs> okay. abandoned it. I never abandoned books. I don't understand why like book clubs are loving the Seven Sisters series. Goodreads is really? loving. Yes. So, so it's obviously yeah, so clearly an unpopular opinion on your part. Very, very unpopular opinion. I really cannot handle the series or the uh, the 60% of the first book. And I, I'm not committed. I don't think I will continue reading. Eh, it's a no from me. I can't. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I have one last one. And this is yeah. a weird one. Because I don't really know if he's like really a well-loved actor, to be honest. But I really, yeah. really can't handle Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is a well-loved actor. Actually. Really? But I, but I think he is, he had his, his prime, you know, he was when he was in the prime of his his time. Yeah, um, so like ninety, like early nineties ish. Was the Footloose his days and the oh god, he was the, in Footloose. I forgot about that. Yes, yes. No, I think that I, was also his his rise to fame, and and that's what um, made him big. But you know, I don't. I think in those days he was quite big. I 
I had a number of friends who were like, oh my God, Kevin Bacon, no. he's so hot. He scares me and, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I, th- I think he was the villain. I haven't fact-checked this, but I think he was the, the evil guy in the Meryl Streep movie, A River Runs Through. Oh, yes. I think he was the bad guy. And then I watched it when I was quite young. So we're talking early 90s. Yes, I and can't remember that movie at all. I watched it so long ago. I think he was the villain in that. And I think having watched that, I then had a dream that he kidnapped uh, my brother and I. And <laughs> in my mom's blue city golf, which she was driving at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I I have that inherent fear every time I see Kevin Bacon, and I'm just like, so I'm, really stuck with you. I will not watch a movie with him in it. I I just can't. So that's <laughs> <laughs> those are my oh, unpopular so opinions. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> okay, hit me. What are what are some of yours? Okay, well I guess I don't know if mine are unpopular opinions, but they're not. They're not in line with what most people would feel or think. So I guess they are unpopular opinions. And and on this one, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because it always bugs me when people refer to others by nicknames. Like when I get called Charles or (laughs) people call you Sammy or um, you call your sister Kimmy um, instead of Kim. And Rachel will call my sister Sin. You know, yeah. instead of Cindy, and it's always like me. And my worst is that Richard is Dick, and what is William Bob? <laughs> yeah, <Or And> Bob. <laughs> William, William is Bill. Yes, Bill. Yeah, but they, but also Bob, isn't it? I don't know who's Robert. Robert is Bob. Robert is Bob. William, yeah. William is Bill, and Richard is Dick. Yeah, that, those are those I'm, are weird. But like, you call me Sam. And that my and my name is Samantha. This is true, but that's just a shortened version of your name, which is, I guess, why I've gotten used to people calling me Charles. But it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't happen that often, and it doesn't bug me that much. But what did bug me? What used to bug me in my youth was people used to call me Charlie. Oh yeah, that's weird. Unless you like, and so I suppose you call me Sam because I probably, when I met you, introduced myself as Sam because that's Correct. what I go by, and that's yes. that's Correct. also why I call my sister Kimmy because um, she only started introducing herself as Kimmy as Kim. Her full name is Kimberly. She she only introduced herself as Kim when she was out of school. Uh huh. So up until everybody just knew her as Kimmy up until matric. I think. Uh-huh. Anyways, yeah. yeah so I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. I don't smoke it. So <laughs> you don't I, like nicknames. I, no. So having said that, I, um, I've grown to those friends of mine who are listening. I don't mind if you call me Charles. I find it quite endearing. And I also call my children nicknames now. So it's like a term of endearment. But what I really am not a fan of is Richard being Dick and William being <laughs> Bill and Robert being Bob. I've never really thought about it. that. But yeah, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> it was an English thing as well. So like British, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Unpopular opinion number two is that I I believe, and my, it is my opinion, that Ed Sheeran is incredibly attractive and I find him hot. I like his look. 
And I, the more I look at him, I just, I cannot, I find him so hot. Like, not hot like Brad Pitt hot. I find him attractive like, <laughs> like you would. I would. I would go there. Yes. Oh. And I guess, <laughs> I, I think it's an unpopular opinion because whenever I say it, people are like, oh, yeah. I like his music and he's really cool, but fuck no. Look, yeah, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, I got to admit, like, he, no, he he doesn't really do it for me, but, you know, each to their own. There's a there's a pot for every lid, Charlene. This is true. This is true. But then having said that, I also am totally in love with, like, a Brad Pitt look. So those are two very different looking people. And so I guess, I guess what I find attractive would make Ed Sheeran attractive to me then is not really his looks. Like his looks maybe then have become attractive to me because I like him and his music and how cute he is and what he does and what he writes so much. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. He's made himself endearing to you. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, I mean. I'm popular opinion from the three years. This is probably a bit weird, but. It is my opinion <laughs> that one should not engage in uh, having dinner or takeaways or something in front of the television when any animals are on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it is my opinion that that is disgusting and it makes disgusting me queasy. And it, and it makes me very queasy. So it is my opinion that one should refrain from Watching any any movie with like a horse or um, I almost said a willy, <laughs> like free, free willy, willy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a whale or I can't do animals so on TV when I'm eating. You're happy to eat with a willy on the TV? <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't mind that so much. <laughs> Just not a free willy, <laughs> exactly. as in the killer whale. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then another unpopular opinion of mine is that I don't rate Dawson's Creek or Katie Holmes, for that matter, at all. I can't stand her. I will not watch a movie if really? she is in. I will not read an article about her. I cannot look at pictures of her. And as a result, Dawson's Creek, I think, is a load of shit. And it is my opinion that it's just shit. She shit. It's shit. No, no, no. I was committed, hey. I think I watched up until like when when they were working, like or Dawson was at least like in the director's chair or something, like a, a number. Like I got into it. I proper got into it. But I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you the storyline. I I just liked her so much, and as a result, poor old Dawson was just collateral damage because I didn't fuck <laughs> him either. <laughs> Look, whenever I do think about James, I think his name's James Vanderbeek. Um, yes. Whenever I do think about him, I um, I think of that meme of him crying. Yes. <laughs> you can't take a guy like that seriously. But you know what? <laughs> Interestingly enough, it would be so nice to have him on the show because I think he's got like seven kids or something. Yeah. Like he's a chronic father. Like yeah, he, he, he keeps like he popping them out. Him. Uh, and then I think my last unpopular opinion would be and this is probably a bit controversial but it is my opinion that it is okay to swear in front of your kids oh that is an unpopular opinion you're right and I do it all the time and I don't believe like I can see my in-laws like 
and my mom rolling her eyes and my dad like language. I'm just like, I told my kids it's an adult word. So you don't fucking say it. When you're an adult, you can use it. End of story. And they don't. They don't. You know what? Yeah, and you might be onto something because like how much are we giving these words power, you know? Exactly. Well I don't know. It's in my vocabulary. It's too much it's an exclusive exclusive if you're not one fuck you, then as far as I'm concerned, if the kid says fuck, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> so that's my unpopular opinion, which I will end off on. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just like if they say it at school, then it's just like, ugh, okay. Then you got to deal with other people. But, I mean, I don't know. That's also true. I didn't know how selfish of me. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah still, um, we had the poopoo situation um, a few months back. And he still says to me, mommy, don't say that. It's a bad word. You know? <laughs> so yes. so he, he's now policing me in terms of that. But, um Definitely some swear words. I don't know. I don't make a rule of it, but definitely our household is um, not free. A swear-free zone. It is not oh, a swear-free. No, it's not. It's definitely Look, not. I mean, I watch my mouth in front of other people's kids out of respect because yeah. I'm interested in what they're teaching their kids, and it's not really polite or kind. But in my household, the F bombs fly. It's like, <laughs> they just go. <laughs> Charlene, we wouldn't want to have it any other way. Okay, so games aside, that was a fun conversation. Um, <laughs> there will be some substance to this episode after all. Ah, oh, yes, you snuck your interview without me. Sorry, but yes, I did. So, um, you'll recall Jackie Bester from uh, last year. We, we interviewed her when she was um, one of the editors for Parency, the parenting platform. Um, But she subsequently left and she's focused on homeschooling her kids and running her blog, One Messy Mama. And thank God, because she put me onto this app called Round of Fire, which was not only... So thank you, Jackie, for that. It It was not only developed by a group of South Africans, but it also addresses... Uh, the shocking state of South Africa's literacy levels. Needless to say, we're all about homegrown businesses that uplift our community. Uh-huh. And needless to say, Charlene, that I love me a man, better, a group of men that care about our children. Is there anything sexier than that? No, <laughs> so, this is, yeah, this is true. Except for Ed Sheeran, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, in my sneaky interview, I caught up with Rounder Fire founder Josi Josi to chat more about this initiative. Guys, our guest this week is not a mom, not even a dad for that matter, but he does have our children's best interests at heart and we at TGE love what he's doing. Kosi Kosi is a writer, creative, and social entrepreneur who, together with four colleagues, has developed South Africa's first multicultural reading app, Roundifier, and is here to tell us more. Welcome, Kosi. 
thank you, Sam. Um, I'm excited to be on the show. And uh, yeah, hello to all your listeners out there. Oh, man, it's such a pleasure to have you on. So, look, first things first, we normally ask um, our guests one question, and that's who calls them mom or who calls them dad? <laughs> so um, I know you don't have any kids just yet, uh, so you can't answer that. Um, so I thought I'd ask you to tell me a little bit more about the kids in your life. All right, awesome. I mean, I have uh, two beautiful uh Goddaughters, and uh, honestly speaking, I can't wait to have my own kids um, in, in the near future. I really love children, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully, really soon. Um, but yeah, you know, I I, uh, I really love them very much. They, you know, the the, the my friend Oli sends sends me, you know, videos of them you know, playing around, fooling around, and voice notes, and you know, them telling me how much they miss me. And uh, they visited me um, the last time, and we you know we read a couple of storybooks. It was you know it was really fun. Um, they enjoyed their time, so so yeah, I really, I really, I really enjoy being around them. Um, and it's just sad that I don't get to see them often. Also, since uh, we had this Corona thing hit us, so yeah, oh, those, are the, those, are, those are the two, and they're twins, by the way. How cute, man! Well, look, this uh, COVID thing has hit us all really hard. So hopefully, uh, you get to see those kiddos soon. And it's good to hear that there's a potential parent in the mix here. Yeah? Um, because as we're going to discuss further, we know that your heart's in the right place. So um, yeah. before we get into that, <laughs> before we get into that, as an aside, in this episode, Charlene and I are chatting about unpopular opinions. So I, for one, really hate picnics. And I mean, I can see the appeal, but I've never really enjoyed them. So we were wondering if you um, have any unpopular opinions that you'd want to share with us. Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, I really don't know what the fuss is about uh, about meat. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think it's I think it's really overrated. Um, so yeah, I think people that don't enjoy just you know eating veggies and and fruits, well, mainly veggies. I think I think they suck at cooking. <laughs> so, <laughs> no way. Okay, so are you <laughs> vegetarian or are you vegan? Um, I would say most of it is vegan, but you know, sometimes I do like you know, I would, I would crave like bis- biscuits and, and all of that. So since there aren't any like you know vegan options available in shops, I, I would normally just, you know buy what I'm used to. But yeah, I would I would say mainly I'd say mainly vegan because yeah, I don't even I don't drink milk, I don't eat animal products. Um, you know, most of the time. So so yeah, so it's been what it's been about three months now without without meat. So wow. It's been, it's been, it's been really great, yeah. Well done. Well, I've actually done it. I've actually done it before, and then I relapsed, you know, into me. I think at that time I did it for about three months as well, and I relapsed. Um, maybe social pressure, or whatever. I don't know. Um, but but yeah, it, uh, even growing up, I didn't really eat a lot of meat. Like you know, it, it'll be just something that we would have like on Sunday because you know the seven colors thing. It's a black thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, peer pressure, really as you friend. say. But you but you think that meat is overrated. One hundred percent. Oh, I love that. <laughs> There's so much to unpack about you here, Corsi. So, <laughs> um, other nonsense aside, let's tell the world about this amazing app you've developed, Roundifier. Folks, Roundifier is South Africa's first multicultural reading application. Corsi, tell us a little bit more about what the application is and what it has to offer. All right, thank you. Um, essentially, Ronify is a uh, um, 
uh, a multilingual children's storybook app, um, which uh, or, or whose sole purpose is to um, solve the high literacy rate that we have in this country. We have a 78% illiteracy rate. Um, so we sort of like have set out to, to, to try and tackle that. Um, and yeah, we, 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 we offer interactive audio storybooks in, uh, you know, our children's mother tongues. Um, so therefore they can, you know, listen and enjoy all the interactive features that comes with, uh, Rondify. Essentially our core value is to try and make, you know, reading and learning fun. So hence we, you know, we, we figured we should introduce that, that, that interactive um, side to, to the app. And, um, basically, yeah, that's, that's, that's all that, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the app essentially. And that's what Rondify is about. And I mean, merging technology with reading is actually so important for our kids these days. I can see it in my little one. He's only three years old, but um, it's such a treat for him to be on the iPad. And so if I can merge that with um, sort of an early grasp of reading, I mean, what a what a pleasure. So I, I want to know from you, Jose, what inspired you? I mean, you don't have kids, so... I want to know, like, what what inspired you to delve into this market? Where did you see the gap? I think my own childhood inspired me to to, to start this. You know, uh, much as I don't have kids, um, growing up we didn't have a lot of story. In fact, we didn't have any storybooks um, in our mother tongue, right? Um, we uh, were exposed to a lot of you know Disney storybooks. You know, your Cinderella, Snow White, and uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. So you know, I did a bit of research. Um, uh, you know, a couple of years later into, into my adulthood. And I figured that, um, or I found out that, you know, the, the stats are still really quite low and we still have 15% of the, uh, uh, 15% of all the children's books, of all the books published, um, are still not, are, still, are in a mother tongue. So that sort of like inspired me to, you know, to take um, in that leap of faith and, you know, leave my employ and go try um, you know, solve this problem and, and essentially deliver as as, as many um, you know children's storybooks in, in in our mother tongue. So really, that's 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 what inspired me. And then further on, obviously, as we did more research, we found out that there's a there's a whole illiteracy um, issue as well that the country's facing. So we've also sort of like set out to to tackle that. And I mean, if I can just fill our listeners in, guys, I've I've been on the app, I've had a look. I mean, it caters to. Um, four different reading levels from pre-readers, and that would include, you know, babies and toddlers, up until fluent readers, which is up, you know, up to your late primary school goers. And I think even for second language, I would argue for second language speakers of Afrikaans or, or well, any any other language um, that you're not fluent in. You know, um, you've got all eleven official languages on there. So if you're busy learning um, a language. I would argue that this is really the way to do it because it's it's really simple. You've kept, Kosi, you've kept the text uh, quite basic and but in a really good way. So I don't want to diminutize that, but like it's it's basic. And so for someone learning a language, I mean that that would would be the way to go. So I think in terms of reading levels, it would like I would bring it back into the high school field even. Um, so I, I want to know. You've mentioned the. Almost that almost 80% of our grade four learners, this is a shocking statistic. So 78% of grade four learners are unable to read for meaning. So they can piece the words together, but they don't know what they're saying. And um, I feel like you have paid, you and your colleagues have paid really close attention to 
the very specific needs of our local markets uh, because of what you mentioned earlier. Can you explain a little more about how some of the features inherent in Round of Fire seek to remedy sti- like shocking statistics like our um, reading for meaning statistics? So it has been found that um, if, if children interact um, with interactive media or engage with interactive uh, media, uh, such as, you know, e-books and, and, and in this particular instance, um, you know, e-story books, um, it has been proven that um, it, it improves their comprehension by at least 68%. So it means, them, it means that them listening to the story and also, yeah, them listening to the stories actually makes it, e- makes it easy for them to comprehend. And this is because 70, um, 70%, I mean, 70% of the learning that we do, we do through listening uh, in, instead of reading. Plus, you know, reading sometimes can take time. So what a better way to get a child introduced to a story by firstly listening to it, uh, probably because the parent is busy cooking and they, they can't read the story to them. And then once, once they have understood the story, then they can try to read it themselves either to the parent or to the app, which is actually um, a feature that's actually coming. Um, onto the app where, where and they'll be able to, you know, to sort of like read, read to the app and, uh, we'll be able to measure things like, um, reading speed, you know, pronunciation and, you know, and, and, and accents and all of these, you know, high tech stuff, you know, within the system. So, um, oh, wow. So know, the just, app will provide the reader with feedback? Yes. Yes. That's, oh. that's, 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 what, that's what we're working towards. So, you know, and, and that's what we mean. It, it, one of one of one of our core values as well is, is, is that you know we, we you know we trying to use technology to to try give every child, no matter their background, you know, the quality of education, so or, or, or a high quality education rather. So mm-hmm. you know, those are some of the things that drive us. We're trying to use tech um, and to 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 drive um, a high quality education and to basically just um, um, you know make the experience of learning and reading just you know fun and great and just you know explosive. So, so yeah, um, that's all that, that's the benefit and the, those are the benefits and, and, and those are the benefits essentially of, of, of interactive, um, learning. Um, you know, um, uh, you know, it, they expand children's, um, comprehension and, you know, it makes them easy to understand things. So seeing that our children don't understand what they read, um, what better way to introduce such a product, a product like this, um, where, which will help, um, you know, our children in, in improving in, in their literacy. Absolutely. So, uh, listeners, like I'm, like I mentioned, it's the app includes content with all official, all eleven uh, official languages in South Africa. It's relevant content to South Africans as well. It's diverse. It's representative. Um, there are simple stories uh, that enhance comprehension, as I mentioned. So things are kept really simple. It's not uh, too convoluted or complicated. Um, there are three functions, um, as you mentioned, Kosi, the read to me, read to myself and autoplay. Importantly, also narrated by South Africans, so in our accent. Um, and then word recognition. Each word is highlighted as read, which, which helps with that reading capability. You also mentioned that it is a CAPS compliant uh, application. So I want to know if you consulted with any schools or educators when you were developing the app or as you continue to develop uh, as you continue to develop it. Um, yes, we've been consulting with um, a couple of teachers in terms of like the content that we can produce. Um, so, you know, the, not all of the content is kept compliant, but um, some of it is and something that we are heavily working towards. 
Um, so yeah, there's been consultation with, uh, you know, with a lot of teachers in terms of the, the type of content that we can produce that is, you know, kept compliant. And, uh, you know, there's other things as well in terms of like, you know, what, um, uh, you know, what metrics are, are you know, are teachers looking at in terms of like a, a quarterly basis and even a, a biannual or even an annual basis in terms of, um, what should a child understand? Should they be good at spelling and, you know, what type of words should they be able to, to, to spell, et cetera, et cetera. So those are some of the things that we, we are um, busy incorporating into, into the app. So, yeah. You mentioned we uh, quite a bit, uh, but you're the only person at face value that I've spoken to. So as far as I know, the Roundifier app was developed um, under a larger umbrella company, NLT Media. Uh, do you want to share more about your colleagues and uh, the media house itself? Um, sure. Yeah, we have uh, we have a, so it's myself, the CEO, um, Kosi Kosi, and we have Mukondletere Dumela, who's our, our CTO and a, and a fantastic uh, software developer who's uh, been pivotal in building all the systems that we have, you know, today. And uh, we have a sound producer and a, and a sound engineer who helps us record um, our storybooks. And uh, we work with uh, various um, editors and, um, and and writers and authors, essentially. Um, who help us create the content that you see in Roundify. And we also have a graphic designer as well that we work with who helps us, you know, put everything together, make it look beautiful and aesthetic. And, um, yeah, and so that's basically the team in a nutshell. Um, and at the moment, Roundifier is free, but will soon be a paid-for subscription service rivaling the likes of Vooks and other international reading apps how will this work for those looking to subscribe for schools and individuals alike? All right. So for individuals alike, uh, for individuals, they'll be able to subscribe within the app. Um, we already have the feature. We just haven't pushed it out yet uh, because there's a few things that we're trying to address. And then with the schools, essentially, sort of like a, you know, a direct contract where we, you know, speak to the schools. You know, they they they, they like the they like the app. They like what we offer, um, and then. Yeah, they then they pay us directly, and uh, we give it out to them, and give out give out certain information that they'll be able to use within the app to be able to log in uh, credentials, essentially. So yeah, that's that's how it works. It's, it's as simple as that. But for now, guys, uh, Roundifier is free, so I vote hop to it. I mean, Kosi, I was just telling uh, Charlene earlier that my little one Elijah um, is doing Italian um, classes and. I'm I'm learning along with him and having heard uh, of your app, I'm like, well, you know, I started Sapedi at at, um, high school level and discontinued or even went into tertiary education with it, but discontinued and I've lost the the knack for it. I can't wait actually to see how much I can learn, you know, in terms of Saswati or Sapedi or Isizulu or, you know, any one of the number of the languages on the app. I actually can't wait. Um, to to get stuck into it. So I know that we can find you at roundafire.co.za. Guys, um, social media is also where it's at. Uh, You can find Jose and his team at at Roundafire on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And download the app now from Google or Apple App Stores. Jose, one last question. What is next for NLT Media and the Roundafire app? Um, big things, big things, really. Um, I, I don't want to say much. I don't want to reveal much at this stage uh, due to confidentiality reasons. Uh, but uh, there's, you know, there's a lot that they that they can expect essentially uh, in the future, um, in terms of us being, 
you know, all around the country and in as many schools as possible. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what's next for us. So to keep your finger on the pulse, I think go head on over to uh, those social media handles that I mentioned and we'll be keeping a close eye. Thanks so much for joining us on The Great Equalizer, Khosi. Well, can I just say, to start off with, men keep to the point. <laughs> yes, right? That was like, thank you. You like kept it succinct. I didn't have to like prompt him like, sorry, but we got to cut you here. <laughs> we yeah, always struggle with uh, the ladies we interview. you and I, and also if it was you and I, we would just like talk and talk and talk, especially me. Like I love conversations. So I would just carry on and carry on. But what a wonderful discussion and a wonderful idea. I'm I'm so excited. I'm going to download this app like now. I haven't done it yet. And with everything going on currently, I mean, in, in the news, in the social media, and this whole movement. Um, yeah, the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Yes, that we find ourselves in, and us being pro-diversity and inclusion, what a wonderful thing to have access to, firstly. And secondly, when I was listening to him, I was like, what? How? I, it has never even occurred to me, the Mickey Mouse books and the Cinderella books, that it, it, does, it was never available and they, in an African language. But And also, Charlene, that they're not a representative of our diverse yes, nation. Aside from the diversity, you can't, it's only got a whole bunch of white faces in the Cinderella books and the, the princesses and whatever. Mm. But other than that, you can't even, so even if you're like, think about fairy tales in African culture. What, how are they supposed to have access to fairy tales if it doesn't include people that look like them? And then, not only can you not relate to these fairy tales because of, of face values, but you can't even get to know about them or learn about any kind of fairy tales or stories, whether it be educational or not, because it's not available in your language. Yes. It's wow. Uh, yeah, I, I look. This is why I'm so sold on it. And again, thank you to Jackie from One Messy Mama for sharing, for recommending it. Yeah, for sharing yeah. that information. And, and I, I do. I feel so. I feel so educated and uh, and also embarrassed at my ignorance at the same time. Well, think about. Okay, you went to an Afrikaans school, and we have spoken about this in one of our reading episodes. But like my early readers were Mark and Kathy, and okay. the Little Red Lorry, and like. It's it's completely whitewashed, and I I do think, and I mean, we just before lockdown, we had the Benny's Book Fair, which was focused on self-published authors in South Africa, and there were so many authors there that um, that are take that have seen the same uh, divisiveness in our literacy levels and 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 the reason behind it, and and you know, so they've they've kind of started writing these books catered to, I mean, I'm thinking of Nicola Obertick with um, Emmy Sawtooth. Yes. Um, and there's another author, I know her first name, I think her name is Fatima Abdullah, also focused on early readers when, when they start getting more fluent in reading in uh, uh, grade two or three. And she's also like made it very South Africa focused and added some um, vocab from from different languages, which is so helpful. And I was actually looking through those books earlier this week and I thought, well, here's an app 
to connect those authors and give them more of a platform. It's, yes, it's so cool. cool. It's so cool. And look, I've downloaded the app and played a little bit around with it. I haven't had Elijah on it yet, but I will soon. And one thing I have to say is Kosi and his team are constantly working on new material um, and new recordings. So you'll see that some of the books don't have the listening option, but they are working away with their local um, you know, vocalists to, to record quality content. So if you see yes. a gap, like remember these are um, unprecedented times. We're busy working in a... In yes, a pandemic. It's a work in progress and it's yeah. continuously evolving, yes. Yeah, and so even, even when you spoke to him, he kept on saying that they're, they're adding things and, and changing the way the app, uh, adding things to the app and the interactiveness of the app. Um, they're constantly adding to it. I think it's so wonderful. And I have to say, so I at high school, I did Sepedi Second Language. Mm-hmm. Um, and the books that I had to read were very limited and also I could have used more basic my, as a second language learner my yes, more basic sh- language yeah my yes. sapedi should have been more advanced but it wasn't I couldn't read f- so I understand what it means to like not read for meaning to just be able to read the words but, yes. but not understand what you're reading so we had like the, the comprehension of, of the of the story yes had I had an app like this, even though it caters up until grade six, you know, had I had it in high school, I it would have um, made boost, all of the difference. It would have boosted my confidence in security yeah, and sure. and hopefully it will it will prompt people to to add additional second languages to their fleet. In addition to, I mean, you and I, Lily White as we are, it's English and Afrikaans, you know, exactly. So, yeah, I'm excited and also You know just what I love about this mm. as well? Sorry to interrupt you. Rhett and I have really been wanting to, and we've been trying to, since the kids were born, um, uh, speak, uh, Rhett can uh, converse in Isizulu uh, a little bit, quite quite well. And we've really been trying to um, teach the children as well. Well, he has because I can't speak it, but I, I also need to learn. And this is such a great tool for us as a family to learn together while we're teaching our children. Yeah, it, w- it works 100%. And I, I, so what I wanted to add was I felt like a bit of a moron. So if anybody is checking out the app, just remember that they are still developing. If um, part of the, the options are grayed out, they still are rec- they still to record um, content for that, but the, the written content will be there for you. But if you want to listen and you can't hear what they're, you can't hear, the audio doesn't come through, switch your phone off silence. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I made that, I made that mistake and I was like, Cosi, I can't, I can't hear. I don't know if the sound's not working. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, like, uh, yeah, he was so patient with me. So, uh, yeah, there are glitches and stuff, but um, mostly it's user error. (laughs) Okay, cool. Okay, well, that's a good tip. I'm going to go check it out tonight as soon as the power comes back on. Bottom line, guys, just go download download the app and uh, teach your kids another language. So we've got Italian going on in our house and soon to be a host of our homegrown languages, which I'm super excited about. So let's keep talking, shall we? Yes, listen, as you know this, if you want to chat with us, 
weigh in on something, swear, rant, cry or laugh, even criticize or compliment us, please DM us a voice note on Instagram at the Great Equalizer Podcast or record one on your phone and hit us up over email info at the great also i wanted to add just like uh jackie contacted us we've we've had a lot of dms from people going check out this page have you seen this please keep suggestions coming because we want to know what you guys are interested in in listening to and and who you want us to interview so please keep those suggestions coming and feel free to tag us in any Instagram or Facebook posts that you find interesting. Yeah, and support your support means so much to us. We say this every week. You know, we've had such great commentary on the last few episodes where some moms have said, um, uh, you know, it's really made me feel less guilty about my decision to send my kids to school or this has really been so helpful and I like how you take tough conversations and make them uh, easier to talk about or face. Those those uh, comments and that feedback it means so much to us every like every love you you don't understand because we realize and it, it makes us aware of the fact that what we're putting out this content that we we think of so hard and that we produce and come up with it's for you and if we know that it's working for you it's it's just that's that's our goal achieved so thank you please keep it coming 100 percent. please also don't forget to um Drop a review uh, on whatever platform that you're listening on, be it Apple or Spotify or um, Google Podcasts or CastBox. Whichever your preferred listening platform is, uh, leave us a rating and you can also rate us on Facebook. And of course, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so that you know when we put a new episode out. Exactly. The more we're seen, the better this podcast will do and the better we will be for you. And so, guys, that's it for this week. Until next time, keep your mom game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizer.co.za or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at info at and we'll get back to you.